Good afternoon, Patriots, and it's Thursday, June 16th in the year 2022. Now, just so we start out with the proper framework of today, <laughs> cancel culture strikes again. Walmart cancels my pillow, reportedly offers ridiculous excuse. So this isn't a gateway pundit. And by the way, I've reached out. I'm going to get Mike Lindell back on the show here real quick, real soon. Walmart has joined the list of big box retailers to pull Mike Lindell's MyPillow products from their stores after Mike questioned the validity of the 2020 election. Stores like Bed Bath & Beyond and Costco removed MyPillow products. It was a bad business decision. Will Walmart suffer the same fate? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards, and you know what to do. Buy some more pillows and buy pillows for every one of your liberal friends. Like here, have a great night's sleep. Don't tell them it's a MyPillow until after they tell you it's a great night's sleep. That's when they're like, man, this pillow was the best. Yeah, do you know who it is? No, what is the brand? It's my pillow, and then they will literally have a meltdown. It's great. It's the way to handle it. So you know what to do, but I'm going to get Mike Lindell back on the show. It's a good thing to have him there to talk about all this ridiculous cancel culture and go from there. We have a crazy world mapping up as expected, and I'm going to begin today with a little bit of Ted Cruz, who put it, some screws to the FBI in the uh, January 6th clown show that's going on. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, did any FBI agents any FBI or agents confidential or informants actively informants participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well... There are a lot of well, people who are understandably very concerned, concerned about, about, Mr. Epps. about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th. Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. The SBI is the most corrupt institution in the federal law agency, I believe. And they're doing a fantastic job of continuing to be corrupt. The January 6th clown show continues. But it is it is a clown show. Don't get too buried into it because there's a lot of questions on all sides about actually what's going on, who knew what, and what this thing was actually about. But it is a clown show. And it's got everybody distracted, or at least a chunk of people distracted, as other amazing things keep happening, like the world's falling apart. Nothing small, nothing to worry about. 
but the world is continuing to fall apart. We have a shortage of food developing, and we have that building what's called DEF, D-E-F, a necessary diesel product to run all the trucks. There's a diesel exhaust fluid shortage in America. Diesel trucks, especially just about every commercial truck, the vast majority of them that move America require diesel exhaust fluid. You see it coming. If there's no diesel exhaust fluid or diesel fuel, either one, those trucks stop and they might as well become giant boat anchors. <laughs> Everything you see is moved by a diesel truck. If diesel trucks stop moving, America comes to a grinding halt overnight. Patriots, we're going to be coming to a grinding halt. I wrote this on Truth Social today. I'll share it with you here. If you are not growing food, stocking up on supplies, pulling out cash from the bank, and putting your money into solid assets, gold, silver, foods, seeds, property, you miss the entire point of waking up. The entire temple is crumbling to the ground. No one is going to save you. We are the plan. Live accountable, live free. I also put that up on Gab. That is where we are, and it's necessary that everybody keeps moving forward with the idea of living sovereign and separate from this corporate nightmare. And it's getting harder and harder to distinguish which party's telling you what because there's one party, two faces. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's bring some spiritual warfare to this day and pray. Father, we come to you today focused, asking for justice in this world. We have just seen so much in these past months, the revealing of just the depth of depravity and the moral bankruptcy, which has struck our nation. Father, we're blessed in one very fantastic way, and that is we are literally seeing the corrupted church fall to the ground. The pulpit that should have led us, that instead led so many astray. We're now seeing the true ministries rise up, the true believers in Christ. Father, that's putting us in a unique place because it puts us in that optic of being called many things. We're radicals. We're fanatics. We're bigots. We, we are even fascists and, and racists because we hold the line of the words of Christ. Bring it on. We'll carry that weight with us. We'll carry that water because there is a true path, that word of Christ. This is not an easy time for the world because the world has been lured so far into a trap that has kept them away from you. They see everything that you say as some sort of moderation, as some way to broker a deal, as some way to find a passive or less intense line to the true walk with Christ. And with that, as we've had to deal with the marginalizing of the word, your word, Father, They've accepted that as the way, the only way, and in so doing, they have accepted a world which plurality of genders and plurality of sexual practices and plurality of everything becomes a norm. Father, we pray for a justice now in this land to truly shake the roots, something to light the fires, to wake people up, and we're seeing this unfold and we're blessed by it. But let us also not confuse what we have here today 
in terms of the form of wrath simply because we keep looking for the massive displays of wrath. We are in the valley of decision. We are in a walk at this time. The decisions that we make, we are accountable for. We are living into the world of accountability. Let us choose wisely. We pray for the many that are out here, both believers and those wandering, that are questioning, asking questions, wondering what to do. We just pray that people will turn to the scriptures, turn to the book, read, embrace, listen, walk with you. It is not an easy walk. It's a, walk, it's a walk wrought with challenges, and we embrace that with a loving heart, knowing that you are working us through this refinement, the refinement in fires. And it's a beautiful walk for us all to see. And we pray that many can experience this because nothing is given for free. Everything is a, is a process of growing. And yet we also experience something that we want to share with so many. It's your never-ending love. It's that forgiveness for who we are. Father, we, we stumble, we fall, we sin, and yet you're there with us at all times. And you're there to remind us, to lift us, to raise us, to show us the way forward. You're there to encourage us back to the throne, to stand beside you in this walk. You sacrificed your son for us, Father. You sacrificed us to remove the burden of our sins if only we'll accept Christ within our heart. So we pray for the many that are still questioning that place. And there are many. In this time of difficulties, we also realize the opportunities that exist there to have people have to face truth, to confront the lies. And we pray for those challenges that will befall almost everyone. We know in our hearts that if we stay true in this walk of faith that we will be okay. We'll be sheltered from the storm. But this storm will not be easy. And this storm is only just beginning. The entire temple of Babylon must fall. And that's a hand of justice, Lord, that we pray for, because with that, we truly pray for that level of justice so that those that have done the evils will be held accountable, that those that have been walking away from you will be given that choice to return. But they can see it clearly. There is so much delusion in this world right now, Father. And there's so much willingness to accept the duplicity and thought and the cognitive dissonance that allows arguments to be perpetuated that just make no sense. We preserve and protect animals, throw people in jail for a crime for damaging their young or their, or their newborns, and yet we celebrate the, the destruction of infants in the womb. This remains one of our biggest scourges in this nation. And now we're continuing to protect and enhance the entire world of pedophilia and the entire world of transgenderism in this tired debauchery of the LGBTQ movement. And we hear nothing. We hear nothing in opposition from them about the most heinous of those crimes, which is pedophilia, which speaks volumes in itself. Father, this is a time when we realize that as a nation, we are being judged. And as a people of, those na- of this nation, we have choices to make. And we must make them. And we must make them solidly, each of us accountable for the steps we make. So we pray for that deep and intimate relationship that people have and hopefully are building and nurturing with you, that they can see clearly for what's before them. 
and make the wise decisions to follow that path of Christ. Father, again, we thank you for all that you've given. We thank you for the transparency that is being shown, that all that is darkness coming to light. Literally, Mark 4.22, for nothing hidden is, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been re- secret, but that it would come to light. Allow it all to come to light, Lord, so that all can see, and, and may justice be done. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, Patriots, I'm going to play a piece here. I did. I intentionally did not edit out. This is an adult warning, by the way. If you have children listening, there's a couple of F-bombs in this. But I'm, there's a reason I didn't remove these today. This topic is about pedophilia, and this is a pissed-off mother. And I think she has a right to be heard for all that she has to say. So there's an ad going around Facebook, okay, check this shit out, that says pedophilia is a normal sexual orientation and that we need to remove the stigma against pedophilia because they are people too. No. Fuck no. Mm Mm-mm. I'm not sure why people are trying to normalize pedophilia, but let me just tell you this right now. Any grown-ass adult who wants to mess around with a little kid is a pedophile, is a monster. You get what you get. You touch and hurt a little kid, you get what you get. No one is sympathizing with you. No one is normalizing it. Keep your fucking hands off our children, period. I think that pretty much sums it up. And you can see why I didn't edit it. This is where we are as should be as an entire nation. But instead, we have people milling about who have rejected God that are literally trying to justify this crap that it's okay to diddle kids. I'll say it myself. Don't ever cross my path if you've diddled a child. It won't go well. This is a time of judgment. And part of that judgment, God is working through us. And we have to literally draw the red line. There are some things that we can bend on. There are some things that we can, we can feel that gray line where we have to accept. I would rather say tolerate would be the right term. We can tolerate. We won't have to accept and we can pray for. But when you get into the acts of finding sexual pleasure in a child, I don't care who you are, you're a psychopath, you're sick, and there's only one pathway for you, and that's a millstone. End of story. There's no mainstreaming this crap in our society, period. It won't happen. And if you want a world like that, we'll put you all in one big little island and maybe encourage the military to turn it into a target practice zone. But there is no sympathy or empathy, which leads me to the new ministry of truth. I just wanted to make sure and get that out there before you hear this piece. I hope I'm on their radar. I'll work hard at it, I promise. Thank you so much for joining us today at the launch of the White House Task Force to address online harassment and abuse. I'd like to thank Vice President Harris for launching the task force today, along with Attorney General Garland and Surgeon General Murty. 
I'd also like to thank Dr. Elizabeth Sherwood-Randall from the National Security Council for co-chairing the task force, as well as Bharat Ramamurti from the National Economic Council, Dr. Alondra Nelson of the Office of Science and Technology Policy, and senior officials representing nine departments and agencies, all members of this task force, for being here. Earlier today, the President signed a presidential memorandum officially establishing this task force, advancing the Biden-Harris administration's commitment to prevent and address all forms of gender-based violence wherever it occurs. This task force will address the pervasive problem of online harassment and abuse, which disproportionately targets women, girls, and LGBTQI people. It will focus on five broad areas. First, prevention. Second, services and support for survivors. Third, research to better understand the scope and impact of the problem. Fourth, accountability. And fifth, the connection between online harassment, hate, and extremist violence. Within 180 days, this task force will present recommendations in each of these areas, including policies and programs for the government, as well as private the private sector and civil society. At today's inaugural meeting, we'll hear from survivors, prosecutors, legal scholars, and victim advocates who will share their recommendations. You notice how there's no discussion about the recourse for these freaks that are diddling kids or causing them to be permanently damaged with beta blockers, hormones, and gender reassignment surgeries. It's all our fault for speaking up. So I'll speak up. I hope to make the top of their list. Maybe I'll make the top 10 for vocal statements of truth. There won't be ever any call for violence because God will handle the wrath. But this is unacceptable. We don't live in a world where we're going to protect freaks and degenerates that find it in their way to literally seek out and prey on children to groom them to be as degenerate as they are. I've said it all along. I don't care what you do in your bedroom. That's between you and God. But when you make it public and you bring it to the public square and then you go the next step, which is to be either silent about the diddling of kids or openly encouraging the grooming of kids, man, I'm telling you, you're dealing with a powder keg. And it's been very clear in Scripture. It would be better to have a millstone around your neck than to have God get you. This is the world we are in. And it's something we have to literally pay attention to. There's a good piece on wrath. Well, what's the difference between God's active wrath and God's passive wrath? Well, God's active wrath is when God destroys flood fire, brimstone. God's passive wrath. You know, you think Christ died on the cross for our sins. It's already done. So, we are all sinful. But, because of our sin, because we've turned from God's way, because we turned to false teachings, now we're left with dealing with our sin and the choices we made wrong. So now, I believe what we will see is God's passive wrath. And I pray we turn from our ways 
and we turn back to gods. We must be shown. Have a blessed one. We must be shown. And we are seeing. That's the beautiful thing. God is revealing this boldly to us. There's no question about it. And it's a wonderful thing to witness and a wonderful thing to see. There is one other piece here, and I'm going to play it. It's true Christians, and it's a statement to this. I'm just going to make one comment before I play it. I don't agree with one of the statements in here, which is that we are Judeo-Christian based. We are not. Our country was always based on a Christian ethic. The Judeo-Christian is the pollution of it all. So here we go. Will you stop scrolling and give me a few minutes? As I look around, I can't help but see the current world rapidly changing in front of our eyes. It's, it's becoming more and more like the, the culture I read about in Acts than ever before. I mean, if you look around at the history of America, cultural Christianity has been widespread for centuries. To some degree, most people understand the church. Most accept the Bible. That they understand the gospel. Judeo-Christian ethic has long been accepted. And I'm going to be blunt here. While the majority here in America were not and are not genuine Christians, truly just superficial ones, there has always been a kind of superficial acceptance or at least tolerance of cultural Christianity and politics and business and education and public life. But what about today in 2022? I mean, is there still an acceptance of, of the Bible and Christian values in our society? I mean, where would you say the moral majority is? Friends, it's gone. And I'm here to say it's it's no more. It's, it's not going to be returning. Cultural Christianity is being exposed for what it is. Superficial faith in Christ will not stand against this society that is turning against the God of the Bible in droves. In fact, the more biblically true Christians are and the more we speak and live what we see in the Bible, the more we are labeled as extremists and homophobic and intolerant and guilty of hate crimes. True biblical Christians are now aliens in this place. Look at me and tell me you don't think I'm extreme. I'm labeled all the time for being the radical one. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I hear, I can't believe how bold you are and how much you share. I'm thinking, aren't we supposed to be this way? I mean, is there any such thing as a radical Christian? No. There are obedient Christians and there are disobedient Christians, period. And reality check, my friends, Jesus expects obedience from his followers. The Bible commands it. And yet I look like an alien to most, and this includes many in the church. Why? All because I read this book and I, and I try to do what it says. Yeah, we read the Bible. Isn't that amazing? We try to do what it says. That's incredible. What an idea. Yeah, I'm not sure that the alien invasion that we've been hearing about is anything other than God's children awakening and standing boldly in the name of Christ. <laughs> we shall become the new aliens. You're like, you are freaks. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm proud of it too. I'm a, I'm a freak in Jesus, and I'll take every bit of it. Just let me have that title, and I'm going to get you a T-shirt about it too. That's awesome. Patriots, I'm going to be on Brighteon TV at 2 o'clock today, like every Thursday. And then tonight we have an amazing interview with Greg Phillips from 2000 Mules. I think you'll enjoy that. So until then, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, patriots. We need a lot of prayers for justice and the healing of this nation. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fisher or for Bards FM, or I'll see you in the next half hour for Brighty on TV. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, 
support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, 
We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.